Hi, Calling family. This is Pastor Michael, and welcome to our church podcast. I'm so grateful for you tuning in today, and I believe today's message is going to strengthen your faith in Jesus. So let's go to John chapter 1. We're going to be steeped in the scripture today in the next three weeks. I love the Bible. It saved my life. It is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. path. And it it guides and provides. Someone say amen. Let's go to John chapter 1 verse 1 through 5. It says this. We're going to be steeped actually in the book of John over the next three weeks. It says this. In the beginning. Say in the beginning. Was the word. Capital W. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, say through him. Now check this out. This is deeply theological. Through him all things were made. The very seats that you sit in. Maybe that seat wasn't fashioned by God himself, but the very particles that make up that seat was made by Almighty God. Through him all things were made. The sea, the fish. The great lights in the sky, the stars, the moon, and the celestial beings, so to speak. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. I like this part. In him was life. Say it with me. In him was life. Ooh, we're going to get into this. In the Greek, it's zoe, life. By the way, the Greeks are smart. They divide up, they divide up life into three words because for the Greeks... They wanted to be specific about what life they were talking about. Is this the life that uh, I feed my body with, my biological life, or my suke life, but the, the, the life in my mind, right? The life of the mind, or is this spiritual life? I could debate anybody. There is spiritual life. That, uh, there is, there's, a, there's obviously spiritual life. There are people in the world that don't believe that they have a soul. There are people in the world that don't believe they have a spirit. But I can argue that. We can talk about transcendent things like joy, happiness, and peace. You can't see those, but those are spiritual. Somebody say amen. In him was life. Do you have life today? God wants to impart life unto you. And that life was, watch this, the light. Say light. It is the light in, in Espanol. Es foco. I'm going to preach. Me voy a predicar en Espanol en una día. Ahorita no. Okay. And that life was the light of all mankind. Necesito más confianza. More confidence. Because I love my people. Come on, someone say amen. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. John 1, chapter 1, verse 9, it says this. The true light. Say true light. There are many pretending to be the light. There are many other scriptures, there are many other prophets, so to speak. There are many other people who claim to be lights. Follow them for a while and we'll see how it goes. But the Bible says this, the true lights that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. This is Christmas, y'all. Come on, somebody. I'm about to rip a tissue and squash a grape. This makes me excited. You're like, what? The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. This is Christmas. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him. Now check this out. Though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. That's tough. He came to that which was his own, speaking to the Jews, Israel. But his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, yet to all who believed, say believed, in his name, 
Watch this. He gave the rights. Say rights. He gave the rights. I know that we live in an Amer- America and we live in a country where we value freedoms and we value our rights. It's my right to do this. It's my right to be that. It's my right. But let me tell you your greatest right, somebody. Come on, someone. Is to be a child of the Most High God because that is a great right to have. When you believe in God Almighty, He gives you the right to be His child. Although uh, you have your citizenship, although you have this or that, these rights at your job, let me tell you, your greatest right is knowing who you are and your Abba Father, God Almighty. Someone say amen. Because when it all comes down to it, you're not even from here, Boothang. Someone say amen. Yet to all who did receive him, receive him. I'm going to pause for a moment, and it makes me emotional. I've been on my knees praying for someone today. Someone over this series, someone watching online, I've been praying that the lights would turn on for you. You've been stumbling in the dark. You've been praying, God, I need to see you. God, I need to hear you. But today, the lights are about to turn on for someone. Maybe not all of you, but just a few of you, and that's good enough for me. Somebody say amen. The right to become the children of God. John chapter 8, verse 12, it says this, our last scripture. I am the light of the world. One of the seven I am statements. I am the light of the world. Jesus literally, uh, and this is not hyperbole or exaggeration, is saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, do I have anyone who's following the light today? Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let's pray. Actually, let's stand up in God's presence as we pray to God Almighty. Father, we thank you that we have each other today. We're so grateful that we have your scripture, Lord, and I pray that it would impart life unto us wherever we're walking from, wherever we're coming from. We're all, this church is made up of people who are from all different walks of life. We're coming from different places. We're coming from different perspectives and backgrounds, but we have this in common, Lord, that you are our Lord and Savior. So no matter what we, where we come from, no matter where we work, no matter what our background or ethnicity or race is, together we have this in common. We all have the same blood, the blood of Jesus. And we are brothers and sisters. And today we pray that you edify us, you build us, and you give us peace and hope, Lord. We're grateful for your presence today. Do something in people's hearts and lives, Lord. Shape minds, alter perspectives, create light amidst darkness. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap. You might be seated in his presence. Who's ready for the word of God today? Come on, someone. I don't know about you, but I am. Amen. Thank you, Dave. You guys can give David a clap. All right. So good. All right. This Christmas, God wants you to fully experience the greatness of what Christmas truly means. I love Christmas. We, by the way, my, actually, my house is filled. I, we have a storage. We call it the barn. At least, uh, I know, five-eighths of that, 75% of our barn storage, so to speak, it's one of those Home Depot sheds, is, is just covered in Christmas stuff. And it's my job. Actually, I'll give my wife credit. She took it all out to this year. <laughs> she took it all out by herself. She was so ready uh, to celebrate. So we love Christmas, but at the Alfaro house, we, uh, we don't ever want to miss what Christmas truly is. He wants you to experience, God wants you to experience the best Christmas you've ever experienced because it's not about the presence under the tree. It's about his presence in your hearts. 
Let me say that one more time. Christmas is not about just the presents under the tree, although, wife, I do want some things under the tree for myself this year. <laughs> it's about his presence in your heart and in your life. Christmas is more than just baking and shopping. It's about the joy of Jesus and the true gifts he brings. Hope, forgiveness, salvation, peace, hope, and light. Somebody say Amen. So the month of December, we're going to talk and engage about Jesus and being the redeeming light of the world. Man, this is so deeply theological, and I'm a thinker. I'm, I love philosophy. I love theology. It's what I went to school for. It's what I'm going to continue to, to pursue my degree. Who knows? Maybe you, I'll be Dr. Alfaro one day. Someone say amen. I'll speak it into existence. I don't know. I don't know, all right? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how much it costs first, amen? I love theology and philosophy, and I love because there's so much deep implication of the incarnation of Christ, and what is that? The incarnation of Christ is that God Almighty put on human flesh and, and, and had human blood flow through his veins, born through the Virgin Mary, conceived of the Holy Spirit. And I can preach on Joseph, his stepdad. What a good man that God chose to raise uh, Jesus. Even Jesus had a stepdad. Come on, someone say amen. I love the implications that God is one of us. If you ever think one day that God does not understand you, doesn't get you, does not know what it's like to be human, you got to just look at Jesus. Because when you look at Jesus, he got tired, he got frustrated, he was hungry, possibly even hangry. But watch this, God is one of us. He is the Emmanuel, God with us. Come on, somebody say amen. God is not some abstract thought or idea. Excuse me, choked right there. Some abstract thought or idea, all right? Some, some pie in the sky. No, God came down, was born uh, amongst us. And watch this, the way he was born. Say the way he was born. You and I will never know what that was like. I mean, to be honest with you, I hear stories of where I was born in South El Monte, Greater South El Monte Hospital. If you know where that's at, it's a sketchy place, all right? I've literally heard someone say, Michael, you were born there? I said, yeah, what's up? He said, how did you get out? I said, by God, I don't know. I just don't know, all right? But watch this. That doesn't even come close to the birth of Jesus. Can you imagine? She had no epidural. When my wife had hope, give me the epidural now, all right? Anyway, all right, I'm just going off on that, all right? My, my wife had lashes on and everything. I mean, can you imagine, Mary? I mean, I'm, I'm going to stop right there, all right? She's like, make sure I look good having this baby, all right? It smelled like, like animals up in where Jesus was born, possibly even in a cave. But we're going to be engaging with this text, the light of the world. My prayer has deeply been for you because God wants to light up your world. God is the light to the cosmos. He created light. And watch this. He is also, according to this scripture, he's the creator of all things physical, uh, seen, and spiritual, unseen. He is the sustainer of all life. Jesus was not created when he was born. In fact, theology tells us that Jesus was never created. He, was, he always was. He, was. he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Alpha and the Omega. All things exist because he created it. You can be alive today, all right, but still not experience spiritual life. God created light for us to have spiritual life. And God wants to turn on the lights for you this Christmas. And watch this, folks. This is the greatest gift 
that you could ever receive, greater than anything that would be under the tree. It would, it, it, it's in the nativity in Christ Jesus. He wants to give you salvation, hope, life, purpose, and meaning. Somebody say amen. So here we go. We're going to get a little bit theological as we already have. We have different genealogical accounts in the scripture. We have one gospel, four perspectives. We have one gospel, four perspectives. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Only a, a two or so to speak three only give us genealogical accounts of who Jesus was. What does a genealogy actually do? Some of you have done Ancestry.com. You're like, I didn't know I was that. What a surprise, all right? Uh, some of you know exactly who, who you are, but the Bible gives us four different perspectives because it wants to give us a robust understanding of who Jesus is. Matthew tells us in his genealogical account that Jesus is connected to, the, to King David and Abraham, specifically King David, that he is the son of David, the king, the Messiah of Israel. We learn this in Luke, that Luke gives us a description of his genealogy that he is connected to the first man, Adam, the son of man. And in John, we see this interesting theological, deep philosophical genealogy, so to speak. John connects uh, Jesus to the Alpha and the Omega the be before the beginning of time, before creation, that Jesus is the son of God. What Jesus wants to do, what God wants, or more specifically, what the Holy Spirit wants to do for you in your heart today. I want you to imagine a flashlight. The Holy Spirit is knocking on the door of your heart and he's shining a light. Watch this. He wants to shine a spiritual light on Jesus. Because when, what's happening there in your heart is you are going to discover this Christmas a deeper a meaning of who Jesus actually is. You used to think that Jesus is just a, some famous person in art, in history, just some person who died on the cross, just some person who's in paintings, and just some person that is, has, is really cool and social, uh, social justice. But watch this. You are going to discover the deity and, uh, and the personhood of who Jesus actually is. And that's good news. Someone say Amen. All right, you're not going to discover religion. You're going to discover relationship and that you can have a connection to him today and this Christmas. Somebody say, amen, the light of the world, the light of the world. Can you imagine a world without light? Can you imagine? You probably can't because you live in a world full of light. But just think with me for a second. Can you imagine a world without light, even a universe without lights? Without light in our life, and our world, the earth would be a frozen tundra, much like uh, the dwarf planet. I don't even think that it's a planet anymore, according to scientists. It's uh, Pluto, all right, where light hardly reaches, so to speak. There would hardly be life or no life at all without light. No vegetation, no greenery or plant life, because light gives food by, uh, to plants by way of photosynthesis. I paid attention in biology. No vegetation or plants, all right? There's no animal. If there's no, Christian, you can lower me just a dash, all right? If there's no vegetation or plants, there's no animals, no medicine, all right? There would be no color, all right? No perception of reality or determination of reality. There would be no fossil fuels or energy sources as such as coal, oil, and natural gas or solar power. You wouldn't get your Tesla if they had no light. Somebody say amen. 
it would be described just as Genesis chapter 1. Some say, a lot of theologians say that John chapter 1 is a direct echo of the, of the Torah of Genesis 1. Where in the beginning, the earth, God created the heavens and the earth. It was formless, say formless, and void or empty. And darkness covered the surface of the deep. I'm going to get to that today. But that, with, with God, there's, God does not want your life to look like a barren planet. Everything that God does is created with intentionality, purpose, and functionality for life. It can be said a world without light, watch this, can hardly support life. Even scientists will say that. And here the apostle John is saying, watch this, there's a direct connection with who he is, life, Zoe, and light. Life cannot exist without the light. Maybe today you're existing with the light of the sun, but hear me correctly, today you're not living with the light of the sun. And God wants to illuminate his light to you so that you no longer stumble in the darkness, so that you no longer are frustrating. Do you know it's frustrating to live in the dark? I'm, I know, you know how real I am up here. Only real people, people come to this church. Someone say amen, all right? All the fake people got to bounce right now. Someone's about to get up. No, I'm, all right? We keep it real. Before my Jesus days, in fact, I've always had a relationship with Jesus since I was seven years old. But especially when I hit the 1890s, I, I wanted to party. I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to drink. I wanted to experience. And it kind of messed me up that I didn't know Jesus early on because I always had the Holy Spirit say, uh-uh, you know what's up, boy. What you doing up in there, all right? And uh, uh, it messed me up in a good way, not a bad way, all right? And by the way, darkness, living in darkness may seem fun for a while until your kids leave you, until your wife leaves you, until you are dealing with all of, you're plagued with all of the uh, decisions you've made in your life, all of the mistakes you lived in your life, then let me tell you, Boothang, darkness ain't no fun no more. Come on, somebody say amen. It's time to step into the lights, all right? For John... Light and life go hand in hand. You cannot have life without light. But watch this. God wants to give you spiritual life, what we call Zoe life. All right? God doesn't want you to live like the walking dead anymore. You might, you might be living today. You might be even healthy. You might even work out. But something deep down inside of you is not alive. It's like Genesis chapter 1. There's a barrenness. There's a darkness. There's a void. And there's an emptiness. But watch this. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 it says, Let there be light. And God created the light. And the Bible says the light he saw was good. God is going to do that today, this morning, and during this Christmas season. He's going to give you the light, the gift of his son, the, and the gift of light so that you can see clearly as day. Come on, someone say amen. You out there today, all right? He wants you to see. He wants you to feel his warmth of his presence, all right? So life cannot exist without lights. I want you to think about a painter. Think about a masterful painter a man who's good at what he does, but he wants to try something new. He wants to try to, to, he wants to, try to create something in the dark. So he begins to paint in the dark, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and he turns the lights on, and he goes, man, that is disgusting. What the heck? All right? I don't know if I can say that in church. I just did. All right? He said, wow, what is that? He's frustrated. He wants to create a masterpiece in the dark, but it's just challenging and it's difficult. Living life in darkness is much like a painter trying to paint in the dark. It's frustrating and you never know what you're going to get. 
all right? You're gonna be, you're gonna be challenged, all right? And in fact, another painter, actually Believer's Bible Commentary says this about one actual person. His name is, actual, his name is Carrot, the great landscape, landscape painter once said this. He says, when I find myself in one of nature's beautiful places, I grow angry with my own pictures. Let me say that again. When I find myself in one of nature's beautiful places, when he's sitting down just in a garden, in the day, and he sees the light, I grow angry with my own pictures. Watch this, Be, uh, because he says this, pleased with them in the studio light, the artist was humbled in the sight of nature's glory and light. He was judging his own painting by his studio light, thinking that was good. But when he stepped out in nature and saw the, the, the relevatory, beautiful, resplendent light of nature, he realized that it didn't even compare. And what I'm trying to say today is that you might be judging your life by your own light, but step into God's light, baby, and you will see things a lot more better and the way it was intended. Somebody say amen. I like what Psalm 36 verse 9 says. It says, for with you is the fountain of life. In other words, God is the source of life. Isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic that we're trying to have life without the one who made life? That's why for some of us, we're hitting the wall. That's why for some of us, we might have the job. We might have the good-looking girlfriend or wife. We might have it all. But still, there's an emptiness and a void and an unfulfillment in your life. It's because you're trying to live life without the source of life. And life will never make sense. There will always be an emptiness. That's why God said, let there be light. And once he made the foundation of light, everything else in creation came from that, from that source. Come on, someone say amen. Watch this. God's going to turn the lights on for somebody. I just lost my train of thought for a second. That's what happened. <laughs> All right. The source of light. Oh, it's ironic that we're trying to live life without the source of true life. And this is exactly what John is trying to say. You remember Peter? And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and John, they were fishermen making a life for themselves, probably taking over the family business. And one day Jesus stepped in their life and he said, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. In fact, I will teach you what life is all about. No matter where you come from or no matter what part of life you're in, no matter where you live, no matter what city you live in, no matter what your background is, no matter what your socioeconomic status, Jesus says he's trying to step in your life and show you his light and say, walk with me for a moment and I'll give you the light of life. Someone say amen. Isn't that good? Man, I'm just going to open up and share my story real quick. I, met, I think I met Jesus when I was seven years old. I'll never forget my aunt's here. She took me to church. And I needed Jesus at seven years old. My world was already dark, void, and empty. I seen the ugliness of life very early on. But when I reached about 20 years old, 2007 and 8, I was steeped in dark, spiritual darkness. I, I was so steeped in darkness, I was in relationships I had no business being in. I was involved with people I had no people. Be in no, no necessary need to be involved with. I remember the homie Dave, just this huge dude, 6'4". He was just my clubbing buddy. He would always call me up and say, hey, let's go hit the club. All right? And I said, okay. <laughs> you know, what else are we going to do? All right? I, I, I was just steeped in spiritual darkness to the point where I was doing things to escape 
the suffering and the pain that I was going with, through in my life at 20 years old, 20, 21 years old. The pain of, of my dad having cancer. The pain of my parents losing custody of me at eight years old. Never having uh, parents really. When as a young boy, I never knew what it was like to be raised in a house. With, I haven't had to share that with my wife. Honey, I don't even relate to you because my mom and dad didn't make me peanut butter jelly sandwiches. They were beating each other up, all right, doing drugs. I was having to do, I was having to be their parents, so to speak. But watch this. So I, I grew up with all of this pain that was reaching the surface to the point where I felt formless and I felt void in my life. With my roommates there, or not there, but living with roommates at the age of 20, I didn't want to live anymore. This is a true story. I, want, I, I, I was so steeped in darkness that I said, told God, I'm going to take my life. There is, this is what I told God. There is no meaning for me or no reason for my life to actually be here because all I feel is pain, utter dark pain and hopelessness. So much so that I called the ambulance. I said, pick me up. I don't know what's going to happen. This is a true story. All right, I can laugh about it now, but it was very serious then. They picked me up. They took me to Tri-City Pomona, and they put me on a 5150. This is actually true. And I didn't, I, I was in, I believe in, uh, I wasn't in my right mind. I was in such pain that uh, uh, I just didn't want to be here. I remember the counselor spoke to me. And this one got kind of like weird. The counselor, I realized, didn't even care about me. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't pray for me. She didn't give me any warmth, any comfort. And I left that room thinking like, man, Wow, Lord, there, it was unbelievable how, how I could have just took my life and that would have been it. But I, I felt like there was some light shimmering in my heart. And I felt like I heard God or the Holy Spirit say, Michael, I just want you to go to that church on East Badillo Road and just go there. And I just, just, just give me a chance, Michael. Just give me a chance. So I said, I'll give you a chance, God. I showed up to that church. I will never forget. The pastor opened his door to me. And on the other side of that, that, pastor, uh, that pastor's office was my future mother-in-law. On the other side of, on the, uh, just on the other side of that conversation of, with that pastor was a destiny that God had always had for my life. Don't you ever think about taking your life because God ha- values you. He has a, a destiny for you. He has a plan and a purpose for you. There's no darkness in your life that God's light will not be. Somebody say amen. You know, what light does is it reveals, it unveils, but darkness conceals. Don't stay bound up, wrapped up, stuck in pain and the woundedness of the past. It's time for God's light to reveal some things about you and the plans and purposes and the destiny that he has for your life. I laugh at the devil now because I'd name my daughter Hope. I go, ha, ah, devil. Hope, esperanza, look what God did. He took my brokenness and he healed me. Come on, someone say amen. By the way, watch this. I forget the name. Pastor Ronnie could remind me. She's super uber smart. There is a famous thing that they do in Japan, pottery. What is it called? You, I know she'll throw it up here right now. Okay, she will. <laughs> it's just famous pottery where it's actually broken vassals. And what they do is instead of leaving that broken vassal just broken and throw it away and it's gone, it's, you know, it's a waste of the vassal or clay or whatever. You know what the Japanese do? This is the actual thing. They actually mend it together. They mend these broken vassals together with gold. 
and it becomes something so beautiful. Your scars will tell stories. God will turn your hurt into healing. Someone say amen. God will turn your darkness into light. Come on, give the Lord a clap today. This is what the Bible says. Look what Psalms 18, 28, David says this. Lord, you keep my lamp burning. You turn my darkness into light. That's what God did for me at 20 years old. When I left that tri-city in Pomona, God bless them. I hope they have new counselors, all right? But I'll never forget Pastor Kelly Dupay, who sat down with me and prayed with me and gave me hope. There was like light shining in my darkness. And I felt like the Lord just said, keep going my direction. You'll see the hope and healing that I have for you. This moment, folks, you may not see what God has for you. But I'm here to tell you, turn your eyes to the light and follow the light. And when you follow the light, of it will lead to life. Come on, someone say amen. Just like a navigator, a mariner in the darkness of the seas. Has anyone ever been? out in the open ocean at night it is dark baby all right you can't I'm not I've never been on a cruise ship before I've been on a little little boat from Catalina to San Pedro let me tell you man that is dark all right you see the lights but watch this even the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot extinguish it so here's what I'm trying to tell you here's what the Holy Spirit is if you are facing darkness today don't get fixated on the darkness around you or even the darkness within you focus on the light and follow the light and you that will lead you to life in Jesus name someone say amen just like a lighthouse I think God is kind of funny and I'm not trying to be pride for anything but my light my last name Alfaro Farro, part of it, actually means lighthouse. And I'm just trying to live out the function of what God created me for. Come on, somebody say amen. To be a light, a reflection of his light. Look at John chapter 12, verse 46. It says, I have come, Jesus saying this, as a light to the world. This is Christmas, folks. So that whoever believes in me, by the way, for John the Apostle, life, light, and belief are synonymous, they work together, all right? Whoever cleaves and trusts in and relies on me may not continue to live in darkness, but in life. Some people, it's so amazing, I'll sit down with people, I will counsel them, all right? Uh, I I will say, don't, I don't think, honestly, sometimes I'll say to people, I don't think it's a good idea to marry that guy. All right, I don't think it's, I'm just doing my job sometimes. What do you think? Hey, I'm just, I see, right? I'm I'm trying to help you out here, right? It's amazing how people, you can give them uh, the light, but they they refuse to actually see it sometimes. Some people just don't see, all right? I remember a story, and I hope they don't get mad at me that I'm sharing this. I don't think they will. That's why I'm going to share it. But I remember there was a gentleman in our church, a young guy in uh, in his mid-20s or so. He had uh, an ailment in his foot. And he was praying and he went to doctors and they would not, it could, his foot would not be healed. His parents were utterly worried and that worry led to discouragement. That discouragement led to depression. And they were, they were like, what do we do? We just want to see you walk, mijo. We want to see you do well. Again, he was just telling them, I trust Jesus, don't worry. All they knew of Jesus was religion. They didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And he, was, he felt fine. You know, I know God is with me. I know God will make light of this. I'm just going to endure and persevere. And they were so worried 
worried. They didn't know what to do. They saw a commercial literally on the TV of some kind of, I don't know, a sage, so to speak. All right? and, and they called the phone number on the screen. They told them the situation about their son. He's broken. He, or he's uh, broken. He's, he's hurt. He has an ailment. And we're desperately wanting to see him get healed. Well, the people on the TV said, uh, they said, you know, just, uh, just you know, pray not to Jesus. Pray to this one thing and this will help. And they didn't work out. And they called them back, same phone number. And, and, and they said, you know what, this time we want you to empty your bank account. This is a true story. We want you to empty your savings account, $30,000. We want you to burn it in the backyard and you'll see healing come to your son. Well, guess what happened, folks? They burned $30,000 of their own savings account and nothing happened for their son. All the while, the, the son kept telling them, hey, I'm going to be okay. And I believe to this very day, I haven't seen him in a bit, but I believe he's doing fine in Jesus' name. Let me tell you, no palm reader will give you light. No horoscope necessarily will give you light. No crystal will give you light. Only Jesus Christ will give you light. He is the true light of the world. I love what C.S. Lewis says. He says, I believe in Christianity. Uh, David, I'm going to have you come up here. He says, I believe in Christianity as I believe the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it, say by it, by it I see everything else. Watch this. For someone today, you're going to start, like I said, the Holy Spirit is going to start showing you who Jesus is. And once you start to be able to clearly see the person of Jesus, he's going he's gonna to reveal so much for you in your life. He's going to make life make sense for you. I started a church seven, almost seven years ago, not because I want people to be, so to speak, fall in love with religion. I started a church by God, asked me to start this church, inspired me to, called the Calling Church. Watch this, because God is drawing people unto himself. Come on, someone. He's drawing you to himself. He's drawing you into the light. He doesn't want you to fall in love with dead religion. He wants you to fall in love with a true, real, historical, living, not dead, uh, grave-raising Jesus Christ who's real, that you can talk to. I believe God wants to reveal his love to you. God wants to reveal a rest and peace only found in Jesus. God wants to reveal your identity. Come on, somebody. Right now, we are, we are living in a world that is selling you short about who you really are. The, the world is trying to tell you who they think you are. But let me tell you, the Bible tells you exactly who you are, child of the most high God. You are made in the image of God, the imago Dei. You are a somebody, not a nobody. Come on, someone. The the devil will constantly beat you up and berate you and tell you who you're not, but God will tell you who you are. And that only happens in the light. Oh, come on, someone say amen. You're not who they say you are. You are who he says you are. God wants to reveal his plans for you. God has a plan for you. You know, I almost took my life. I almost did. I remember talking to a police officer and he was such a nice guy. By the way, police officers, they're nice guys. Not all of them are bad guys. That's like saying every pastor's bad. I think I'm pretty good. No, so <laughs> I think I'm all right. My wife will say I'm all right, actually. She'll say I'm all right. He's all right. You don't got to go home with him. <laughs> God wants to reveal his light to you. He wants to reveal his plan for you. Watch this. I almost took my life because of the darkness that I was steeped in. I didn't believe that God had a plan with, for me. 
So I, I just wanted to end it. To, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. But look at God. Today, he, he's, he, he's turned my darkness into light. And I, look, I just think about, I get to stand here before you and preach about this light that lit up my darkness. Oh, come on, somebody, isn't he good? I, my kids, my family, my calling and my destiny, I dare you to step into the light. Come on, someone. I dare you. I urge you to live a life worthy. The Bible says a calling that God is uh, begging you to live in. You are not a mistake. You are not a result of your situation. You can still have a, the light of life even in the darkness of circumstances. Even there's a darkness on the other side of the moon. You might be walking with Christ today and you might be saved. But let me tell you, sometimes there are hues, there are shadows, and there are valleys that we go through but the bible says this that jesus is the word and the word says this that he's a light unto your path or he's a light a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path i don't know about you but these are some dark days but when i'm steeped into the word into jesus he lights up my path so that i can see clearly come on y'all oh come on someone say amen i love this message the word for I love John chapter 1 verse 5 says, the light shines in the darkness. Say it with me, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. It means that the darkness cannot take the position of the light. No matter how dark something is, nothing can extinguish the lights. No matter how even the abyss of depression, you might still see an appearance of light like I did. God will show up. There is no darkness that his light cannot pierce. I dare someone to believe that today. Though I'm going to go back to Genesis chapter 1. The earth was formless, void, and empty before the light. But God, watch what 2 Corinthians says, Paul the Apostle says this. Look what he says. He says, it was God uh, who said, the light will shine in darkness. He is the one who made his light shine in our hearts. This brings us the light of knowing God's shining greatness, which is seen in Christ's face. In other words, watch this. The earth had no purpose without light. It was void and it was empty. But watch this. When God said, let there be light, guess what happens? He forms the earth. He shapes the earth. He gives it meaning. He gives it purpose. Watch this. When I saw the light, God was already beginning to shape my life. He was forming my life. Watch this. You're a Christian today because God has revealed his light in nature to you or he wants to. And watch this. He wants to shape your life. Come on, isn't that good? He wants to shape you and give you functionality, gifts, and purposes so that you can uh, thrive in this life. There's a script, there's a, actually a painting I'm going to have you, uh, the team throw up here. And if you're watching online, they're going to zoom in on the camera. I believe we have it for the screen. This uh, painting, if you look closely, is called Very Famous Artist back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. This is actually a picture of Jesus. So let me get out of the way. This is a picture of Jesus. It's called the light of the world. Beautiful. And you just see the way that he paints the lights. All right. And if you look closely, Jesus is actually knocking on a door. And, and, and if you look at the door, there's actually no handle on the door. And if you look at the door, it's kind of covered in shrubbery and, and it's covered in and just, uh, you know, it's just covered in 
and plants as if no one has opened the door in a while, which is a symbolism of our life and our mind. Sometimes we are closed off because of circumstances or whatever it is to Jesus. And watch this. Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart, but he will not come in unless you open the door to him. This is a painting of Revelation 3, chapter 20. It says, whoever hears me will open the door and let me in and I will dine with him and he or she will dine with me. This is personal connection or personal relationship all right Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart this Christmas he said he's saying to you understand what this truly is let's go to Revelation chapter 21 I'm not sure if we have this actually but look at this this is who the Jesus is light watch this and in this this is talking about the this is talking about heaven now watch this might kind of throw you off for a second but this is who Jesus is he is the light and the city in this city there is no need for sun uh, to light the day or moon to light night uh, to the moon to uh, to light the night because the resplendent glory of the Lord provides the city with warm beautiful light and the lamb illumines every corner of the new Jerusalem God created the sun and moon for this earth but watch this in heaven there is no need for that light nature's light because Jesus Christ's glory will illuminate the kingdom of God. Come on, someone out there today, he wants to do the very same. You don't have to wait to get to heaven for everything to be illuminated. Step into the light of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. Our mission as a church is choosing Jesus, chasing freedom, discovering our gifts, and serving Jesus. I have a question for you. What is your next step with Christ? Take your next step today by visiting thecallingla.com. If today's message touched you, we'd love to partner with you in sharing the hope and the message of Christ. So visit thecallingla.com slash give.